Hello, we are so glad you could join us. I'm Lauren. And I'm Katie. We're your hosts. This podcast is nothing more than a conversation between two good friends, sharing life stories and trying to make sense of growth, healing and the journey home. Perhaps you relate to some of the things we discuss. Perhaps you'll pick up something from what we've learned along the way. We hope you feel part of the conversation and inspired to reflect on your own journey too. This is your invitation to connect with us. Welcome to Chrysalis Connection. So what's the topic for today, Lauren? Ah, the topic of today is relocating abroad. Um, starting from scratch. I suppose we I can. Yeah, we can yeah. include that, can't we? Yeah. Yes, we can. Um, yeah, so relocating abroad, something mm. I've done twice, or if there are any Welsh fans listening three times, because Wales is a different country. Just want to get that in there. Um, you've done twice now? I've done twice, yeah, Croatia and Italy. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, yeah, for me, it was Italy and Portugal. So, yeah, if you're listening and you don't know the backstory, you can imagine where we cross paths. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, so I guess what we'll be discussing about today is everything, well, not everything, but I mean, some things we've learned from starting from scratch in a different country and the advice that we'd give to each other if we were to do it again. Mm. Some reflections on that, really. Yes. It's difficult to sum it up in one word, isn't it? I don't think there is a way to put it into one word. I don't know. Have you, no. Do you have one in mind? No, me neither. I mean... I don't know. It depends on the day you ask me, but I also think it, it can be the best thing you will ever do. Uh, and I think those things can coexist. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I don't, Oh, I don't know what to say. I feel like it would have been harder to have stayed in the UK. Um, I think just, but I felt such a pull to, to move away. Um, mm. I mean, like my experience, I, I wouldn't say it was hard, but then I, maybe that's kind of my experience I'm I kind of just adapt to things for me it's the space between making a decision and doing something mm. there's kind of more all that space before making the decision is, is harder once I've made a decision I know I'm going to do something I'll just get on with it um yeah and I think as well for me I've been very much in the flow like things have just kind of happened and yeah there's been so much going on that I kind of didn't have time to sit down and think about it just had to get on with it so um that's one of the ways that we're similar is that for me it was just this is going to happen this decision it was never even hard to make the decision it just like both times in different situations with different reasons it just came so naturally and once once the decision it was like I didn't make it it was like this choice like arrived to me yeah or something and then I just realized this is what I have to do it was almost like I had this vision of how life is going to be yeah and I I just went with it and it it was never really hard until I was there like after two months Mm. that was when it got hard I would say yeah I would yeah it wasn't really the 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 idea of it or anything or the actual moving itself that was all it just went it flowed both times like you said um yeah it was after that it's sort of okay now I'm here and that beginning bit's over like that was the hard bit for me um yeah I think actually the hardest bit has been having to leave or having to go back 
like to the UK when we're originally from that's always harder I remember the first time so I originally moved to Italy in the summer of 2014 if I'm not mistaken to do an Erasmus year and you know I had a lot of apprehension before I was leaving but then it just felt like the right thing Mm, it just felt like I'm ready to go I've kind of outgrown this phase I'm in and I'm, I'm ready to be somewhere else and be challenged and everything I remember that when I when I got my flight back to the UK the following September, so 2015, when <laughs> I remember when the when the plane took off from Bologna Airport, I remember just looking down at the the land I was leaving and just like a tear just rolled out of my eye as I was on this plane and I cried felt too like a really, when I go back. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like a really poignant moment, but instead of crying when I leave the land I was born in yeah it's like I cry when I leave the place that feels like home which is different to where I was yes. born I've done exactly the same I can't believe we've never spoken about this yeah no it's yeah I, I remember as well like the first yeah the first time we went back to the UK it was kind of I think there was a lot of um like anticipation around it as well because obviously like life changes so much when you live in a different country like you kind of relationships are that much harder to kind of it's harder to stay in contact with people. Things take more of an effort. Um, and, you know, old relationships kind of fall by the wayside. And then going back to that kind of environment where you're not really sure, you know, how it's going to go, what's going to happen. You, f- you feel like you're not quite sure if you fit in, but, mm. you know, you don't really fit into, you know, the country that you live in necessarily either. So kind of like a... Mm. That, that's it. And I an think... In between. Mm. You know, they do say that, your reverse culture shock is real and in my experience it's been so much harder than initial culture shock yeah um and actually I was going to share this quote later on but it now seems like the right time Mm -hmm. so um it's from uh poet Ejuma Albino and she writes so here you are too foreign for home too foreign for here never enough for both and it's so melancholic and and kind of grieving in a way that's what I hear in those words but it just struck a chord with me it really hit close to home and it just makes so much sense it's just this feeling now that you're never quite in one place or another you're Mm. always in between um it's like there's different versions of you isn't it because you can't like when you when we go back to the UK it's not we can't really talk about all of our experiences that have been here because it's kind of that oh you had to be there kind of thing obviously some you can and then coming from the UK you can't really share experiences from there with people in Mm. the country that we live in so it's yes I don't know and even when when you go from then a different country to another different Mm. country even that you know for you from Croatia to Italy for me from Italy to Portugal yeah yeah and you just it's like you leave these scattered versions of yourself in all these yes. places. Totally. And totally. but like you're still like it's not like you break every time. It's not a scattered version of yourself as in like you're you're not whole. Like you're still whole. It's just you do leave parts of yourself. Mm. Um and I know also, you know, we come from a place of privilege with this. We both both yes. times moved abroad because we wanted to, simply. We we weren't forced to, we didn't have to. No. We were so lucky that we, we found work so easily. Um, Incredibly lucky. So, I, I basically walked in off the street for my job. So <laughs> <laughs> I was qualified. I am qualified. But <laughs> yeah. But, um, 
you know, I think it's important to acknowledge that not everybody that moves abroad has that same experience. And, no. mm. you know, we also, we're really lucky we had the start we did in life so that we are able to do these things. Um, and I just think that's important to acknowledge as well. Um, yeah, very much so. Yeah, like thinking about how it's been hard for me because, you know, that's not all it's been. And it's, it's weird. It's only now that I look back and I realize, oh yeah, at the time that was really hard. It's just when I was in the thick of it, I couldn't even admit that. I didn't even know that. It was just a case of head down, get on with it. Um, it's only now that I feel a lot more stable or better that I can, I can acknowledge or I can recognize that it, it has been hard. And I think sometimes it's easier to admit how hard it actually turned out to be much later on when things yeah. are more familiar around you. Um, I think it comes down to a case of choosing to see these new and familiar places as friendly you know, it's choosing yeah. to believe that you're not alone. You, you never really have been alone. Um, but it's really a choice about how you want to see things because everything comes down to perspective. And I think yes. for me, much of making new friends in, in a new place, um, whether that's a town, a city or a country, you know, or a job, a lot of it has been learning to be my own friend first. And through that, I've learned that in being your own friend, you will never truly be alone. Mm-hmm. And then in doing so you will create and admit these positive vibrations and attract the right people and experiences to you in turn. Yeah, that's so true. I think in my experience, it it proved to be a case of pursuing what I wanted to be doing rather than frantically finding anyone to hang out with, you know, in order to feel less isolated. It was a bit of an ego check. I think it's what I needed though. Mm. Well, how has it been for you um, meeting people in new places and maybe not feeling so isolated or, or making it feel like home? quickly how how did you manage that um well for me like I, I first moved in with a family so I was really lucky in that respect that you know I kind of just moved in with them and became part of their family um and they were really welcoming and loving and I I found it quite difficult actually because I lived on my own for such a long time before that I kind of had to adjust to being a part of a family again and you know saying yes to things uh whilst also you know honoring my own boundaries and my own space as well because you know being an introvert I do need time alone for processing especially when you've moved to a different country where you don't speak the language and you know you're doing something that you haven't done before uh, a complete career change mm. so it's that was really important for me to to do that and to kind of have uh, conversations with myself about you know what I wanted to get out of things you know how but not in like a a selfish way but you know looking at what I could do differently or what was working what wasn't working Mm. and again like how I could put myself out there because you know I didn't speak the language I still don't um getting that version of gay woman Italian (laughs) how do you think it was for you you know juggling the new country and the career change at the same time because Uh, mm. in my case with move to I I kept the same job and that was familiar to me. That was the only thing I felt like I, I knew. And that was kind of a comfort that at least I'm not worrying about the job. Yeah. So how was it for you juggling both? I think like I loved it because I really enjoyed, I was very strict with what I did to begin with. So I only had set times to be able to work. And then I had to obviously go back to the family um, and spend time with them. So it kind of made it easier because I had that slow introduction to it and I was doing fun stuff. So <laughs> I was like, but I, I mean, I shared with you the amount of times I would dream about 
teaching and lesson planning. And so I think it was probably affecting me in that way, but actually doing it, I mean, obviously it was, it was tiring because I was doing something new. I had to have energy for that and then energy for, you know, the afternoons and evenings. So from that, but it was, it was good to feel like that because in my job before in England or work that I'd done in England, it didn't ever really feed my soul. Like it was never a good tired. Mm. It was always kind of a, I'm not doing what I'm here to be doing kind of tired. So in a way energized you by having all of the new together. Yeah. Completely new start. Kind of like, I always say sink or swim because I always (laughs) seem to get myself in situations, myself, myself, those voices again, um, into situations where like so much changes at once um, and I have a lot to deal with and I think it probably I think that's where I just kind of adapt and get on with things um, which I do really it's one of the qualities I definitely enjoy about myself Um, do you think think that's just your personality type or do you think it's the situations you found yourself in I mean, are you, are you an all or nothing kind of person? Yes, very much so. <laughs> yeah, there we go then. <laughs> very much so. And I think like, I think when things kind of happen, I'm, yeah, I just kind of get on with it because it's it's kind of like, well, you know, if I can't change something, I just, I've got to get on with it really. It's really interesting yeah. hearing how our different personalities kind of primed us for the experience than we had mm. or how it really shaped it. Because I think I had this realisation the other day um it was actually in a Portuguese lesson um funnily enough talking about foreign countries and I came to this realization or I think I'd understood this for a while but it's like I finally found the language to express Mm. this feeling and so I shared it with my my friend my teacher and then I later shared it with you um and I think it's the fact that you know not not to sound so sort of self-pitying and melancholic I think this is it's just part of who I am but I have always felt like an outsider or like I didn't really fit in or or like I didn't want to fit in. Like it just wasn't the right thing for me as well. And I think, so in a way, moving abroad was a way to protect myself because now I always have a reason or an excuse for why I'm an outsider or why I don't fit in. Like now it makes sense. Before I just didn't fit in. I was just an outsider, but now there is a reason why. And it's because I'm from a different country. Yeah, um, And I think coming to that realization has made me really understand that this was always something I was going to do. And looking yeah. back now over childhood memories and the interest I had as a kid in, in language and, and like making new friends, but also really wanting my home, my, my room to be my safe space. It just makes sense. Um, mm. I think all of that was just preparation for this. Um, and I think in a way, like, it's not all negative. Um, I, I really like the word for it in, like, for outsider in Portuguese as well. Um, so if I've got it right, if I, if I learned it correctly, it's like, forestada. <laughs> and it kind of sounds like forest. Um, and I kind of like that idea of, like, you know, like, a forester, like, someone that's sort of from the, the outskirts. And yeah, I really like the, the poetry just in that word. And I just looked it up, and it's similar in Italian too. Um, But then linguistically, it's also interesting because a lot of, at least in Latin based languages, the word for foreigner is, it comes from the same root as the word strange, Um, like stranger, foreigner. Um, But it's really interesting because I don't always feel like that. Um, Don't feel strange for being not from here. I kind of feel like 
it makes sense that I'm not from here. That was, mm. I was always supposed to go somewhere different. Do you um, kind of like it as well? Because I know for me, yeah. like, I, I really, I like being different. <laughs> I'm kind of like, I don't like to follow the crowd. Like if people are doing something, I tend to go the other way. Mm. I think, I mean, I have a completely like romanticized, idealized view of it too, but I love the poetry in it too. Yeah. Um, and I think looking at my family history, you know, like my grandmother immigrated from Italy to the UK, my auntie mm-hmm. immigrated to Australia. And, and I, I think it's always been there on like the, uh, also my grandparents on the other side, you know, one was born in India, one was born in Egypt, my mum yeah. was born in Uganda. So there's always been this part of my family that people don't stay where they were born. And that just yeah. makes so much sense to me. And it just feels like this was always meant to happen. So in reflecting on that, it's like I found my place in the world with it. Yeah. Um, and I think also like, you know, being an outsider in a place, it's actually a reason for people to bridge that gap. So because yes, you're not from definitely. there, because you're not from this country, people make more of an effort. Um, yeah. And actually I think I felt more foreign or more alone in, in the country I was born in than I have mm. done in countries where I am actually foreign. Um, and in a way it's the feeling of being foreign is familiar. That's always been familiar. So it doesn't scare me. Yeah. Um, and now there's a good reason why, <laughs> um, and, you know, it, rather than being seen as weird or wrong for being an outsider or a foreigner, like here mm. it's, you're kind of seen as courageous for choosing to start from scratch in a new, a new country, a new language, a new city. Um, and it is a reason for people to, to bridge that gap with you, to make effort and, and mm. you know, to learn from each other as well. It's always a reciprocal thing. So it yeah. kind of adds another layer, another depth to the relationships you then create. Definitely. It just opens up different conversations, doesn't it? Because I mean, there's, mm. I mean, you can have different kind of conversations with people from the safe country, but it's, it's just a different level, especially yeah. when you meet people like, I know we both have friends here in Italy that, you know, we've had some really, really deep sort of soul feeding conversations with that mm. have been completely on the same level of us that, you know, we couldn't have had those kind of conversations with people back in the UK um you know we're from different countries but yeah. you know, we still have the same kind of ideas and you mean other, other foreigners that we've met yeah um, yeah I think we're thinking of the same person yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's true it is that getting used to always being away from something or someone yeah it, it adds it's just another thing to sort of deal with and it, it maybe on a sort of introspective level as well yes totally um, yeah and it's it's strange because, you know, of course, it can feel incredibly isolating to be in a foreign country at times, you know, whether you're alone or whether you are with people, because even if we live with others, you know, we still have these moments when we're on our own, or at least we feel like it. Yeah. And at times, like, at least I speak personally, like, it can be so daunting and so overwhelming. And, you know, there can be noise going on around you, but it still feels silent in your world, whether that might be because you don't understand the language yet or... You know, even if they can speak your language or you can speak theirs, like sometimes just the background chatter of another language could be like white noise, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. isolating you from everything. I've had that on many times, yeah. Um, but then in another way, it can be like music and you just, you're just mm. lost in the moment of listening to the sounds of it. Um, even if you can't understand it all, it's, I just love the music in that language. And, and that can be like just another level of, of beauty and poetry and like the everyday task you know even going yeah. to the supermarket can 
feel like so much more of an achievement because you're somewhere else yeah and you learn like for me my own personal experience like I've learned so much from listening and then you know but I suppose it's just knowing when to speak up to be like oh what does that word mean or you know what Mm. what's that kind of thing so again it opens up more of a conversation there's more interest and more connection yeah and you know you, you get good at small talk as well because yeah you you've always got to have this spiel prepared of you know um like who you are where you're from why you're here um yeah. but also you know if there's ever a, a lull in, in conversation or something you can just be like well what does this mean or I heard yeah. this word the other day and it, you never have it's a good way to fill those awkward silences oh yes um, definitely I think in a way it it can be a really good excuse for things that we all deal with as people anyway you know awkward silences feeling like an outsider actually when you've got the excuse of being somewhere foreign it, it can just as I say again like bridge that gap it, it is an excuse to have a conversation sometimes it just opened well it, it can work both ways can't it it can either close you down because you know there's that fear of not getting it right or not saying the right thing or being ignored or not connecting but then there's that other thing where it kind of it opens you up that bit more to to mm. connection to you know you never know what's going to happen yeah. um speaking to different people um I've had some really interesting conversations and yeah some really really funny moments from you know people kind of asking me for for things or you know I've sort of reached out to us for help for things mm. um, and I know you've got some funny stories too oh God. <laughs> I mean when, we, when it comes to the language um I don't know why I've had so many so many like language mishaps with the wrong words. Um, I think the biggest piece of advice I would say is someone who's learning a language or is going to move abroad is you have to be able to learn to laugh at, at yourself. Definitely. And you, you're going to learn it the hard way. You know, this isn't just to sort of start with something cute. It's going to be a really embarrassing oh my God, have I just offended them? Have I just ordered drugs by accident? Like, it, it's going to be it's gonna be mortifying at the time. You're going to want the ground to swallow, swallow you up, but you just have to laugh at it. And, you know, it's my cousin who says that, you know, a smile is a, a universal language and he's totally right. You know, whether you can speak their language or not, a sense of humour and a smile goes a long, long way. You've reached the end of chapter one. It's time for a little break. A heartfelt thank you for listening this far. Stay tuned for chapter two.